Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome to the China Shop. You made it for another exciting guest interview. I'm shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNipsu.com. Kyle, how are you doing today? Better than you are. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I've, I'm iced up post-vasectomy, so I might, I might be a little confused at times, but that's okay. I'm, I'm here to, I'm in it to win it here in the shop. Didn't even take a day off. It's impressive. Right. <laughs> I used all my vacation days going camping two weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who's our guest today? Our guest, we are joined by Shlomo Freund, financial coach and author. How are you doing today, Shlomo? Hello, I'm great. Thank you for having me. And you're coming to us from Israel, is that correct? I'm now in Israel. We can talk about the digital nomad and where I'm at in the world, but for now I'm in Israel. <laughs> is that your, your normal base camp or uh, just where it's, you decided to go recently? No, no, it's the base. It's the base, but uh, uh, we, we travel a lot, let's say this. Mm. I may ask you some questions about Israel uh, later on in the show, but first, why don't we uh, kind of jump in? Like, Tell us how you got in, involved in like the investing world. Like, What was your journey like? Ooh, um, so I've been a financial geek, I think, from a young age. Like, um, I, I remember having a little yellow post-it note, uh, where I've learned that when I read the newspaper every day, there is the exchange rate of Israeli shekels and, and US dollars. Mm -hmm. And I had these two shekels that I exchanged for whatever dollars that was amount at that time. And every day I went to my parents and I said, if I decided to exchange that back to the other currency or not. So that was my first tradings. How old were you? I probably around 10, maybe even oh, that's less. That's impressive. I, I think since then I'm reading the financial part of the newspaper first. Well, no newspaper now, but uh, throughout the years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is how I started. I guess wow. that's the first experience. Started with Forex at 10 years old. That's Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I still have that uh that little post-it somewhere. I need to go go look for it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> is that the is that the actual Israel currency? Is it shekels? Yes, Israeli shekels. Like I always hear that uh like like the old Jewish guy in movies talking about shekels. I didn't know that it was the actual currency. I thought that was like their slang for money. It's actually the all an old uh the old currency also from the biblical time. So you see that same name. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, but, but there were other names up to, I think, end of the 70s. And then they began with Shekel and New Shekel. And now it's New Shekel. So you started at 10. When did you uh, start getting into like, the stock market then? Like actually looking at... An adult. <laughs> <laughs> um, at around uh, 2005, uh, six, something like that. Okay, right before the crash? Not right, right before, but uh, <laughs> somewhat before. <laughs> uh, I took a, a, 
a course about trading stocks and trading options and investing in real estate. At the time, um, I remember I had a very small portfolio and I had my handshaking whenever I need to click buy and deciding on a new stock. And I wasn't sure I'm doing the right thing. Handshake? You mean like, like nervousness? Not handshake. My hand shaking. Yeah, like nervousness. Oh, oh, oh yes, exactly. gotcha. Okay. It's like, who's coming over yeah. and shaking your hand to say trade confirmed? <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that makes much more sense. The owners of the companies always come to me, shake their hand, then I buy the yes. stocks. Right, That's right. Works. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like the guy that I'd be copying trades if that was the case. <laughs> it sounds more like Warren Buffett's. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, did yeah. you go to school for any of this stuff too? Then so you said you found a course. Like, was that like uh, through through university, or is that just something you found on your own? I, something I found on my own. So uh, there were uh, these uh, uh, cash flow clubs uh, back in the days. Uh, I don't know if they still exist around the world. So uh, Robert Kawasaki has this cash flow one on one game, and then it started the old probably uh, franchise of those clubs. Mm-hmm. So there was one in Israel, and they offer these courses. So I joined one of those. How, what, what do they teach you? General things about the market. So you know, uh, you don't know what you don't know when you start. Mm, right. uh, so so yeah. So what is the stock? How you evaluate that? I don't remember it was anything special in particular. Do they do go into like any like fundamental analysis or technical analysis or anything like that? Or is it more just like the basics of how to make a trade? It, it was a, a little bit of the technical and a little bit of the fundamental, but not something you can really... I mean, I wasn't an expert at trading after right. <laughs> You knew enough to be dangerous at that point. <laughs> I was more of like, okay, now I know how to do that. Uh, it's time to jump into the water and do that. Um, and this is how you gain experience. I was curious, like for people who are overseas, like which markets do they typically tend to trade? Like when you when you first mm. dipped your toes in or first started out, like were you trading the U.S. equities or were you trading on the, uh, the local Israeli ones? No, the local one. Um, I think since then Israel changed a lot, and uh, people are now looking more in overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there is always a tight connection in how Israel sees the U.S. market and things like that. So this is the first market we're looking at, although Europe is closer. So there's a tight connection there, and then Europe is next. Oh, so you can actually like look and see how the SPY did the day before and kind of be able to extrapolate that into yeah. what Israel? Sometimes. I don't, I don't do uh, short-term tradings. I do value investing, so I, I'm not looking at those things. But uh, generally speaking, you're right. I mean, there are there will be people who are trading this way. Yeah. So what sort of things do you look for in the, the stocks that you like to pick for your investments? So here's the thing. I basically um, decided that I'm going to kind of outsource this. Okay. Because I found someone I trust who has a program that does value investing and doing very well uh, for the past 17-ish or so years. Uh, so I'm basically trusting um, what he's doing with his portfolio. And then through that membership, I do what he does. Mm. Um, so that's so there aren't tons of tradings, okay? Uh, there are maybe uh, every month or two or three, uh, depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's mainly trading at the U.S. stock market and um, and a little bit... A little bit in Israel. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, is he, does he do good enough to warrant a shout-out? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, 23% on average a year Ooh. for the past 17 years. What's the guy's name? What's the guy's name? Inon Ariely. Inon. Is he, does he have like a website? Does he take clients? Like, yes. We yes. He's even have a, 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 an English one. Uh, I'll find it while we talk. Uh, so, okay. So it makes sense that you would need somebody to do the money managing for you based on the lifestyle choices that you've uh, decided to pursue. Uh, you described you were described as a digital nomad in the um, the the pitch that was sent to us. What does yep. that mean? So we are location independent family. So for the past seven years or so, uh, both me and my wife work remotely. Mm-hmm. So we don't go to the office. Uh, we also basically having everything we need with a one kilo computer. So it doesn't really matter if we are on our base in Israel or traveling. Mm-hmm. So once, sometimes twice a year, we go for a trip for, we call it workation for like two, three months somewhere in the world. Uh, we go there with our kids, we homeschool them and that works for us. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. Uh, are there are there places that you like to return to, or is it someplace new every time? Uh, so there is a balance, <laughs> I must say. <laughs> uh, because there weren't, of course, new places, but there are also places that we came, that we returned to, like Portugal. Yeah. But there were always reasons for, for different, different things. So my wife used to work for our uh, remote first company. And they are, they have these, they had these retreats. Mm -hmm. So we had a reason instead of just staying for a week, at least uh, one flight ticket is paid. We're just going to stay for two months. Uh, So, (laughs) so that's some of those places we just came because it was convenient to just stay or just go to a close by place. I'm kind of curious though. How do you, how do you get um, like accommodations for the time that you're out there? Cause like hotels are expensive and hostels are probably a little bit too bare bones. Um, so it's not that hard, must say. Um, usually you do, uh, we do uh, either booking or Airbnb or if there are or local agents sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not, it's not that complicated. Um, also, we, whenever we live, uh, leave Israel, then we rent out our place. Okay, I was going to ask about that. So, so that's also uh, very helpful. Uh, Israel is an expensive place. It covers a, a substantial amount of traveling. Um, when you, uh, not always, but uh, it's still a nice sum. What about the time zones? Doesn't that screw you up your, like your work schedule? Like if you go too far away, then you're up in the middle of the night Where? working? From, from, from who? Oh, well, you said you work remotely, but I guess it doesn't necessarily mean you have set hours then, right? No set hours. Okay, okay. That makes it a little better. So my clients are all around the world. Um, my wife's company are also all around the world. So basically, it's uh, everything is asynchronous mm-hmm. communication, most of it. Sometimes there are meetings, uh, but everything is through uh, Slack channel. I have, a, in my business, I have a, a virtual assistant in the Philippines, and I fully communicate over Slack and the screencast. And uh, from time to time, we also have a call, but not that many. And what are you doing so right now, then? Um, I assume uh, the, the talking about the free financial self website here? 
Yeah. So uh, I'm a financial coach for remote workers, mm -hmm. um, helping people basically align their lifestyle goals with their finances. So helping them understand what they want for themselves and then reverse engineer how much, uh, what they need to do today to save and invest and in what asset to help them reach all those life goals, basically. So kind of like a financial planner and... Yes, but I, I, it's not so much about the, it's not only about the, the planning, planning is only the numbers. It's also about having the good, flexible lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So people, uh, it's not only about, uh, oh, we want to buy a house. Okay. Or it, it's, or we want money for retirement. It's also, uh, I want to travel every two years. Uh, I want to have a, a, a speedboat. Um, I want to see my, uh, it's also, uh, regular examples. Like, uh, I want to help my, my kids with college. That's okay too, mm -hmm. but it's a blend of all those. So everything comes in, in there and it's not kind of the regular, let's say lifestyle that people are thinking of. Mm -hmm. And I was gonna say, and you do one-on-one -on -one mentoring with people too. So I do, most of my clients now are on one-on-one -on -one, different, uh, lengths of programs. Uh, because it's it's money we're talking about here, and it's very individual. Uh, however, I also now working on several collaborations, so it will be kind of a cohort base, and I also have an online course. <laughs> cohort, that's a good word. You don't hear that very often. You don't hear that? I hear it a lot. Probably just in my world, then. Oh well, I mean, cohort? like old spy movies. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have people on a monthly coaching group, yep. so that so that is not a cohort, but a cohort is more of like a, you know six seven six seven meetings uh, online, right? With yeah, things like that. Gotcha. Uh, and I was about to mention also that I do niche website investing, so I oh. flip websites. I am um, basically just like you are improving real estate and then sell it. Mm -hmm. So you can do that to websites as well. So that's also kind of an investment. Uh, we never really talked about that. You know, all the different investment vehicles we talked about. So are, are you talking about like buying like domain names and then like holding them and selling them to people who want them? Or are you talking more about like fixing them? I'm talking, no, and neither. I'm talking about uh, websites, usually content websites that already have cash flow. Oh, okay. Uh, websites. And then basically you add more uh, monetization channels, uh, you diversify traffic, uh, you add, you, you write content, you, uh, I don't know, uh, negotiate uh, affiliate fees. There are many, many ways that you can grow a website, but you need to find the good ones. And then if everything makes sense, you buy it, uh, then you work on it. Tell me more about how to improve your website. I'm asking for a friend here. <laughs> yeah. For a friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <General>. <laughs> Wait, are you go are you asking about? Uh, well, I I can't follow who's speaking every time, but were you just asking about Kyle and Kyle just asking about Dan? No, I was asking about our website. <laughs> we, we, we have one. <laughs> we have one for the podcast. Uh, it depends on the traffic. It depends where it comes from. Um, if you want to go more into details on this afterwards for like, you want me to look into this, uh, I'm glad to, you know, of Ahrefs. So it, it's a, a kind of a, a, um, a platform to see how well websites are doing. Um, no, what is that? You see the links, you see how strong the website is. You see the keywords. I can see all of that. Uh, I can't share it here because, um, 
well, we're not video and anything, and I'm not going to share my screen on this, but we can do it afterwards. <laughs> I'd be curious to see how we're doing. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So uh, no. I've been browsing around through your website. I noticed that you post your monthly network net worth reports. Uh, I'm just kind of curious why yeah. you decided to do that. Why'd you just, why are you putting yourself out there like that? So basically, I'm, I have nothing to... I have. I feel like I have nothing to hide, mm-hmm. and I don't mind. Um, it's kind of a way showing people how track and manage their money, uh, and I and how to diversify their investments to reach their whatever lifestyle they want for themselves. So it's a way to it's a way to build their ideal lifestyle and show them how. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get one to load up here. I want to see what? Uh, oh, last two months were bad, but the world was not right. Then. <laughs> Markets have been cranky the last few months, that's for sure. But uh, almost every time that I write that things are down, like yes, but I'm for the long term, so I'm not worried, and I'm indeed not worried. So that's fine. Remember that guy doing twenty three percent a year over seventeen years? I'm not worried. That's why I was wondering why you look at it monthly. In that case, people can track, people can see. Again, have nothing to hide. I see that yeah. you have crypto holdings. Um, Yes, I do. How do you feel about the the crypto environment right now? <laughs> uh, it does get better. Uh, I admit, well, I also wrote about this, that I, I took... So there is this platform I mentioned called Nexo, which pays for... Uh, basically pays you interest rate for, for uh, your crypto. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I moved away my Bitcoin from that platform uh because about two no two three months ago there was an, another network doing the same business model called Celsius. Oh yeah. And they got bankrupt. Uh, so I was kind of wasn't yeah. sure where Nexo is going. So I took most of it out. Um things are back up again. But you know when people ask me about Bitcoin uh and if this is an investment, mm-hmm. I'm kind of it's a either you call it a very volatile investment or it's not an investment. Right. It's kind of just it's there. It's nice to have. It's growing. It's growing great. But if something happens to this, you know, uh, it will it will hurt. But it won't change my lifestyle. And it's kind of okay. I tried. When when did you get started in in crypto? So I actually uh, about twenty fourteen. I got the first payment with Bitcoin hmm. from someone uh, for a service that my company gave. Um, and back then crypto, uh, I mean, Bitcoin, not crypto, uh, was it around, um, 1000, uh, 1300. Mm-hmm. But since then, uh, I got rid of that, uh, Bitcoin that I had and got back into it, I think about four years ago, five years ago. Is it just Bitcoin or do you invest in any of the other ones? So now I have Bitcoin and Ethereum, but most of it is Bitcoin. So, so you're not sweating this fall at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. It, it works. It's not my only thing. Did I miss a really? Uh, did I miss the joke? Oh, the joke is you, you got in before it was at twenty thousand. Right. So I, you're, you're still up from your entry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm really okay. Yes. Before Matt Damon, I don't know. Did you guys have those commercials over in Israel? Uh, the Matt Damon Fortune no. favors the bold. No. Okay. I don't have. No, I don't know that one. Yeah, right. Right before this most recent sell-off, he came out and like all the movie theaters and online and these commercials saying yeah. 
get into crypto. Fortune favors the bulls. Serious? Yeah, and then it just <laughs> collapsed. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have crypto? Um, we've got Skydolls, and then I have some other like very small holdings of like Ethereum. Not, it's like not even. It's not even like a tenth of a percent of my portfolio. I heard everything about uh, about crypto. People, I mean, I heard people saying uh, Bitcoin is good, uh, Ethereum is bad, and the other way around, or just don't go into this at all. So there's like it's all over the mm-hmm. place. It's kind of hard to really, you know, get an informative uh, to have an informative decision on this. It's kind of again, whatever happens, happens. There's like two schools of thought. Like you can either invest with like the big boys, like the two that are probably more likely to see mainstream adoption. Uh, and that's Bitcoin and Ethereum, or you try to get right. in at the ground zero of like a new, uh, pardon the French, but shitcoin. Oh, I don't do shitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> we get some free ones. So we were, uh, after talking to the guy who created Skydles, so we've been following that one, but I, I, I don't know how to sell it. So we're kind of stuck yeah, in that right. one. Right <laughs> you can just hold, you can just take your bits from your computer and carry them somewhere. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. And give it to right, someone. Right. Of course. That, you do that. <laughs> yeah, right. It feels like sometimes. Here's some ones and zeros. Enjoy. <laughs> yes, and then you're probably going to get some lettuce for it, I guess. <laughs> Not money. <laughs> <laughs> some literal lettuce. I don't understand the people that use their cryptocurrencies as spending currencies. Like, that just, I, I don't get that. I, I wouldn't right. cash in my, like, you know, stock at Activision to go pay for my rent for the month. I, I see ads of uh, for accepting. Uh, Bitcoin for service providers and actually was considering this and the other day I asked my Twitter account does that matter to anyone and the reactions I got are like mm, no not really yeah, does it- so it wouldn't make someone mm. come to me just because he can pay with Bitcoin now right I, I can't imagine yeah I don't know it doesn't make sense for now plus and then uh, like I don't know the people getting paid in Bitcoin too like that's that would scare me as well I'd hate like between the time I got my check and the time I went to cash it <laughs> the chances are that it could drop you know 10% or go up it could go up too but so I'm not going to gamble on my paycheck well all people not all people but many people are are, are all on web3 space sometimes they're paid on their they let's call it local coin of the company and then they cash probably some of it or all of it oh. uh, at the payday okay that makes sense that that happens yeah as long as it's traded right of course <laughs> or you get the lettuce or you get the lettuce part yeah that's that's where i'm stuck at i probably get a lot of lettuce though <laughs> so do you spend most of your time uh as an as an advisor on calls with individuals like working with people to get their finances straight finances straight 
So half of my time I spend with my kids homeschooling. So we have a schedule of half time and half time. And how are their finances? Wonderful. My, <laughs> my six-year-old already for two years has her allowance and we teach her about finances. So her, she's, she's doing good. Has she started trading shekels for dollars before you or did you put her to safer asset? <laughs> so a few months ago, I asked her if she wants to get her allowance for the month or she wants to get more next month and keep it with me. Oh, teaching her about delayed gratification. And, uh, and interest. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, is she doing better? Do I offer more than that guy or not? Uh, let me think. Mm. <laughs> Instead of twenty twenty five, yeah, that I'm I'm giving a good rate. That's twenty five percent for a month. Yes, that's a good one. Ah, yeah, that's a no brainer. All right, can I give you some of my money? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, it, but the investment size is limited to uh, five dollars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I also see here that you've written some books. Uh, um, you want to tell us about uh, the topics of those or anything that you want to uh, promote here? So I uh, was part of writing a book called The Growth Hacking Book Number 2. It won a uh, world record for having the most, uh, uh, the business book with the most writers, the most countries around the world. Oh, wow. It's a, I think it's 20 or 22 uh, countries. Uh, so that was about uh, two years ago. I have some hard copies here. Uh, it's also on Amazon. And uh, it's all about growth hacking. So different authors wrote uh, about how they growth hack. And I wrote about how to growth hack your lifestyle and finances. So creating that. What, is, what exactly is a growth hack? Okay. First of all, it's a hype term. Yeah. Let's say this. <laughs> okay. Let's put this on the table. However, yeah, there, it's usually things that people don't think about when they're approaching. So with, with let's say with uh, website investing, they're always you know there are all there are ways let's say to create lots of pages uh, at a short amount of time and then maybe get ranked for many keywords mm-hmm. so that's kind of a a growth hack uh, if you find a way to do that because usually what happens to a website you have you add a post and then another post and then another post but if you do it at the uh, fast enough and oh. still in a legitimate way that can work and this can bring much more traffic to your website because of this. So this is an example of growth hack. Ah, okay. So not like net worth growth, but really anything it sounds like. Yeah. They, they, uh, on that book, there are examples of, of uh, marketing or different tools you can use, things like that. Interesting. For me, um, getting this into uh, finances, it's more of, it's more of a, helping people understand once you set your life goals and what you really want for yourself mm-hmm. and track everything and know where you are towards that goal, you're getting this clarity and kind of Zen feeling of where you're at in life, where you're heading, also financially speaking. Uh, and I think this is, makes you a more balanced and happier person. So that's where the, it's not so much a growth hacking, but kind of being at the right place for yourself. That's an interesting point, like the, the getting a better perspective uh, by having your goals. But how many people do you talk to that actually don't know what their life goals are? Almost all of them. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Wow. That sounds surprising, it, it, but it shouldn't be. 
people are very much into inertion. We're doing what we did. Uh, we are just keep going. We, yes, we've been told that we need to invest. We put the money there. We put the money there. It just keeps going on and on and on. Instead of thinking about their investment as, oh, this money goes to my round-the-world trip in five years, and if I'll put it at a 10% return, whatever asset that is, if I'll find the right asset, mm-hmm. then I, I, will get, I will get to that goal. Right. And this is something I want for myself. Uh, so this kind of thinking, it's not money for the sake of making money. It's a money. It's money for the sake of something that you'd want for yourself. It could be saving for the next generations. That's fine too. Right. I'm just saying, just give, give it a title, put it in a bucket and then uh, have a reason for it. And then, then it becomes more fulfilling when you actually make progress towards that goal. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, th- so this is the approach I'm, I'm working on with my programs. Mm-hmm. It's not only about take money, put it in assets, grow that. What are some of the, the weirder goals that you've heard? Can you share that? Weirder goals? Hmm. Like, anybody want to self-publish a music album or anything like that? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have that. No. I didn't have that. But I have people uh, who wants to uh, have a, a kind of a long trip every year, uh, you know, and rather expensive ones. Mm-hmm. So things like that. And, and we put this in the plan. So I worked with them on these kind of things. Uh, I had a... I had a boat. I had somebody who wants to uh, build a hostel. Uh, what else I had? Yeah, nothing very extraordinary, mm-hmm. but still it's important. It's important that these things will be there. Right. At the end of the day, you, you find out, and this is also part of what I do, is, is you help people understand what they really want and like to do. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day is, you know, spend time with family, spend time with friends, uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, things like that, that don't cost so much money, even if you had billions and billions in the bank. Right. So it's a matter of putting things in perspective. I really like that. I like the idea. Of t- That's- what's, our, what's your goal, Dan? What, what are we doing everything for? Uh, exactly that. So I can just spend time doing, you know. With friends and loved ones. Uh, also, you know, I'd love to make a musical, like you said. Make a musical? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay, how much did that cost, and when do you want to do that? Then reverse engineer. I see, I, I have produced some small things before, so the cost is a sliding scale. Like, it, it depends on, like, if I really, really want to just do it for the, the sake of doing it, I could probably do it for a few thousand dollars. But if I want to like actually make an artistic vision that I'm pleased with that I want to show people, mm-hmm. could easily spend several hundred thousand dollars. Okay, and but when? When? Uh, when I have the money? <laughs> no, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> You'll never have the money. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish you will, but I'm saying say when and then reverse engineer. Right. So let's say fifty. By the time you're fifty, then that's ten years. Ten years. That's right. I want to do it in ten years. Okay. There you go. Start with working towards that. So now I just got to make $100,000 in 10 years. I think that's doable. Break it down by a month. Uh, we, well, I mean, my more immediate goals is to, to grow the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we, you know, we've got different benchmarks of listenership. That's, that's, that's more of the main focus. That's, more, that, that's a back burner. I consider it more of a, of a, of a dream of like when I'm finished bu- building mm-hmm. the business with Kyle. Okay. There's where the equity is. The audience that will push your, your musical. Yeah, and now we have a reason to do it. <laughs> yeah. What's the musical about? I want to know this. A smart investor. <laughs> <laughs> when I woke up this morning, I did not imagine myself pitching a musical on this podcast. <laughs> I 
actually, I actually really, really want to do a musical uh, that's like a parody of comic book movies where the characters are are singing about their character archetypes. And I really want to have the damsel in distress trying to become the protagonist. So that's really the heart of the musical I want to want to tell. That sounds pretty good to me. But remember, you just can't sing your feelings. That that makes me angry. <laughs> that makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> Futurama. Sorry. Sorry, it's a Futurama joke. <laughs> yeah, I, I I lost you there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, I guess that's not big in Israel. <laughs> oh, super nerdy reference. Good job. Let's get back. Good job. Let's get back to some stuff uh, that we can pick Shlomo's brain about here. I want to know more about Israel itself. Like, what's it like living there? So Israel is a pretty. Um, it's it's a Western country, mm-hmm. and it's very expensive. Uh, this is why when we travel, it's always cheaper. So that's a good thing. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or almost always cheaper. It's pretty... So now it's summertime. It's pretty much uh, nice weather, or let's say sunny, Mm -hmm. for like nine months or even nine and a half months a year. It's it's always mild weather. Oh. So when we have... uh, uh, When there is a a snowstorm coming, uh, which is a which is very little snow. It's like the whole country is like, oh, it's going to snow. Is it going to snow? It's not going to snow. What's going to happen in Jerusalem? <laughs> so the, the, it's, like, it's, it's, it's like that for a few days before that. Um, so it's a, it's, a whole, it's a whole thing, let's say this. Uh, but for others, like in the eastern coast, it will be like, huh? What is that? <laughs> so, yeah. So we're very excited about very little bit of snow uh, because it's uh, sunny and warm here throughout the year yeah it, it's get it doesn't get that cold does it get that hot it's, like it's, i always thought uh i always thought middle east was like you know desert like that's always what i picture in my mind yeah half was half of israel is pretty green mm. but um temperature i can't do fahrenheit do you want to do celsius oh that's fine you can We're, do celsius yeah times nine divided by five plus 32 uh, I will do it. Uh, (laughs) Snap your fingers and it's done. So let's say now we're at uh, the mark of 30 to 35 degrees. Okay, that's pretty warm still. Summertime. And it gets even warmer sometimes. That's 86 to 95 for you Fahrenheit freaks. Um, And in the winter, well, depends where, of course, where it's snow, it's it's below zero. But let's say where we live. Mm -hmm. Uh, Israel is a tiny place, by the way. Okay. Driving for twen- more than 20 minutes counts as so far. Wild. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do people even have cars or most people walk? No, no, no. They have cars. Uh, okay. Yeah. Part of the. So it's not thing. like the, the city in like New York where you can get away with not having one. So around Tel Aviv, so people, you know, uh, live there and I imagine many of them don't have cars, but uh, we live in a small town midway between Haifa and Tel Aviv on the coastline. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we need a car. We need a car to go around. There's some public transportation, but of course, it's not as efficient as in the middle of the city. Where is the most different place that you and your family have um, stayed at uh, compared to where you're at now? Um, I'd say um, Thailand or Sri Lanka. Uh, so in Sri Lanka, we've been there. We were there for three and a half months, mm-hmm. and uh, we traveled through the old throughout the whole island uh we spend time there let's say a month maybe even a little more at one place we sent our our daughter then to a local kindergarten Mm -hmm. uh that was a very nice and positive experience 
throughout afterwards through the traveling we met some more local families even towards the end of our trip uh, we celebrated with them their new years so their local mm-hmm. new years which is in the uh, 12th or 13th of april that was an amazing experience just mm-hmm. being there and everything is of course different uh from what we no so everything is interesting it's the same experience that we had when we lived in china so we lived there for we lived in beijing for three years wow. uh, and this is what i love about these places so every day is kind of interesting it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's surprise what's going to happen and I, i i like this feeling uh some people hate it i understand why but for me it's it's there's novelty there so yeah why not I think uh, having the home base makes a big difference. Having a place that you still can go home and call home. I know of many people that don't have it. Yeah. All the digital nomads don't have it. Uh, and, and they're okay with it. Although sometimes you see posts of people saying, okay, I traveled for several years. I'm ready to have some kind of a base. But it doesn't mean that they're going to stay there for long. Maybe right, a, a right. couple of months and then keep traveling. But they'll still maybe have a place where they come back to. How many languages do your children speak? So fluently English and Hebrew, mm-hmm. and uh, my daughter uh, learned Spanish, and uh, when we were in Sri Lanka, we went to a few language lessons there. When we were in Bulgaria, she had a, a lesson there, and we were in, in Spain, uh, uh, we, she took a few lessons there. So, of course, she's not speaking it, but she's kind of open to learning new languages and, and hearing about them. I imagine mm-hmm. going to kindergarten in Sri Lanka is definitely pick up a few phrases. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, so I took her, to, I took her uh, we went together because I also wanted to learn some, uh, to a uh, uh, private tutor. We went together. Uh, I still remember a few of the, the color, colors, names. That's what I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they taught us some animals and some color names. Uh, what else was there? Oh, and uh, we learned the alphabet. We have a few uh, uh, workbooks in, in, at home. Uh, I, I was actually just in Bulgaria speaking at a conference about a month and a half ago. So I also brought her uh, a workbook for learning uh, Bulgarian letters. Mm-hmm. So, and, and she likes it. Uh, just, just knowing about these things and uh, trying them out, even if she'll never speak fluent Bulgarian or uh, Singhala, which is what they speak in Sri Lanka. That's okay. Yeah. You- do the kids enjoy it or is it tough on them to, to be moving? Like, does it make it hard to make new friends or do they, I guess with the digital age now, it's very easy to keep in touch with those people. But So um, the fourth birthday of my daughter, she asked to do at the airport. Mm-hmm. So we brought all our family to the airport <laughs> in Israel, we took the train there, we, we bought everybody coffee, we brought a cake, we had some uh, balloons there. So she loves traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, being said that, having said that, um, she has a few friends that uh, you know from around the world, and uh, mm-hmm. specifically, even her best friend she she considers best friend is uh, traveling. But she she mentions him, and uh, whenever they visit in Israel, we meet. Uh, so it really depends. Now that we are for um, pretty much not very long, but pretty long time here, so she has friends here that she knows, and, and that's okay. So it, it always changing. Let's say this. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about like when I was a kid, like it was before Facebook, so I can't imagine like trying to keep track of people that I've met like throughout the course of the moving around because uh, my dad was in the Air Force, so mm-hmm. moved around a little bit as a kid. And oh. It's probably a lot easier these days than it was then. It's definitely a lot easier. I just the other day there is a, a digital nomad 
membership community that I'm part of. And we had <clears throat> a kind of a, a meeting with kids, digital nomad kids. So mm -hmm. one was traveling for like 10 years and now they're in Albania uh, and they keep moving around with their parents. I don't remember if it's two or three kids. Mm -hmm. uh, so it works. It works. <laughs> All right, I got one last Israel question I want to ask you about. Go for it. Is the Mossad really as scary as uh, everyone makes them out to be? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever crossed paths with any of them? Uh, the, the answer would be, I don't know. Oh, okay, good, good answer. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really don't know. Tell us uh, more about where people can learn about the lifestyle, uh, the digital nomad lifestyle, where they can check out your, your mentoring programs, coaching programs. Yeah, sure. So you can go to my website, that, my website that's freefinancialself.com. And I also prepared for the listeners uh, a worksheet so they can start working on their finances and start tracking those. Uh, so you have their cash flow and net worth. Uh, how to it explains exactly how to do that mm. and that's that tool is at freefinancialself.com slash bulls so b-u-l-l-s we'll make sure we put that link in the episode description so everybody can find that and also social media uh, it's either my name or free financial self or on linkedin instagram facebook uh youtube channel free financial self twitter is my name oh, nice. so yeah all those i can send you the links afterwards uh perfect all right anything else we need to cover dan um <laughs> more questions about uh digital nomads ah uh, man i could probably spend all day doing that but uh we can do another episode for digital nomad investors or something like right <laughs> or or your uh or your musical the mu uh, yes we'll have to get you involved in that <laughs> smart investor <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad. You wanna you wanna wrap us up? All right, folks. Thanks for sticking around to the end. I I had a good time. Learned a bit. I hope you did too. Special thanks to Shlomo Freund for coming here to the shop. Thank you again, Shlomo. It's been a great time. It was great. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, unfortunately, we do have to close up shop. We'll be back at you soon. Another exciting, adventurous time. But until then, happy trades. Bye. Happy trades. Bye bye. <laughs> Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.